Welcome to Flix, my name is Daniel Swan. This is episode 138, in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss The Irishman, Netflix and Martin Scorsese's three and a half hour miniseries that someone just forgot to cut into individual episodes. I bet Marty had egg on his face when he realised. Oh, bloody hell. Martin Scorsese, (laughs) of the tiny stature and enormous eyebrows, is a director of huge respect and repute. A man of phases and man crushes, he had his Harvey Keitel phase, his Robert De Niro phase, his Robert De Niro phase, and his Leonardo DiCaprio phase. But now, with his latest film, The Irishman, going back to the well, focusing on his old paisano, Bobbert De Niro, whilst simultaneously bringing Joe Pesci out of retirement, working with Al Pacino for the very first time, and creating a little cameo for his OG, Harvey Keitel, it's like an old man gangster film Avengers. But if you're going to be bringing all these heavyweights together, how do you give them all enough time to shine? Easy. You make the film three and a half hours long, like this is some kind of 1960s David Lean epic. The Irishman tells the story of mob enforcer, read murderer for hire, Frank Sheeran. Starting as a truck driver, Sheeran's moral flexibility and grimacing face make him a perfect hood, roughing people up, murdering others, in fact committing any crime that someone in a sharp suit asks him to. He's so good that he gets recruited by Jimmy Hoffa, the powerful head of the truckers' union. And then more things happen. Many, many more things happen. And then the film ends. Luckily, the company with bottomless pockets, Netflix, funded this bear moth, and so the film was released on the streaming service mere days after it had a limited Academy Award-mandated run in cinemas. I managed to resist the strong urge to leave the house and sit in a movie theatre for over four hours with trailers, and instead got in my jammies to watch it at home. But is it any good? Is the film an Irishly rewarding experience? Or was it seemingly made with a mandate from Netflix to be dog shit? To help me decide, is the silently observing daughter to my tiny little gangster, Tiffany B. Hi. Hi. Tiffany B. Yes. In a spoiler-free fashion, if you don't mind. Yeah. What did you think of The Irishman? Gosh. Gosh. Um, what did I think of it? I was very underwhelmed. Underwhelmed? Yes. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a big fan of Scorsese, no. really. But um, I know he's made some good films. Yep. Like, that I have enjoyed, like, Goodfellas. Yep. And that's really all I know that <laughs> I've enjoyed. What do we... He did Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Really like that. Um, the Departed. Yeah, I like that. That's good. And I know his vibe is like gangstery things, yeah. and um, that whilst that is not my vibe, I think when it's well done, it can be very enjoyable. Yes. But uh, something was lacking for me in this film. How could anything be lacking? It's three and a half hours long. That's surely it has everything. That is also a very good point. Um, 
Yeah, it's very long. And I felt like... I, I had a few problems with it. I had a problem with the plot. Yeah. It spent a lot of time with some characters and not enough time with some others. Okay. So you'd have liked it to be a little bit longer, maybe? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't feel like it had the same draw on the... the Really, I guess it's Robert De Niro's character, yeah. as some of the other kind of gangster films have, as mm. this central figure yeah. that you're following through this plot or this story or this whatever journey, and um, you're drawn to him, or so you're scared of him, or you're mm. intrigued, or whatever, charmed, like something. Um, and I don't think that was his fault, acting fault, you know. Um, I think the story just wasn't there for that character. Yeah. So I found myself thinking, why are we following this guy? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was so long. Because it's a real... Um, would you, would it be classed as a Bill Dungsroman story? No. Is that just long? No, because it's development. <laughs> oh. So, but it, it takes him for... I mean, we see him in the army, where I imagine he's, what, in his 20s? Yeah, young chap. All the way through to him being... I mean, he narrates it from a yeah, retirement home. A very old chap. So he's a very old boy at the end. and it I don't of, think that me... That that qualifies as it is. No. You have to... Like, yes, you come from a young man to an older man or person. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you... You know, it's the development and the lessons you learn okay. that, that, you know, characterises a Bildungsroman. It's yeah. very much an arc, okay. a story of learning, yeah. of transitioning from... Okay being a young man to a, an adult. Yeah. And so, no, I don't think this qualifies. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it takes in a lot of his life, doesn't it? Yes. And maybe that's not the best idea. Maybe it would have been better to focus. But yeah. yes, it's very broad. And, and based on a, a true... A book. A, a book by the guy or about the guy so. by the guy yeah um which i th yeah it's 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 something that has been documented often on flicks and you know written reviews that i've done mm. that it's one of my pet peeves of biopics where they just say well let's just tell you the story of the this life. is yeah their life and they don't structure Even if it's it interesting, and they don't, which obviously yeah, it is. Very, it can be very, you know, eventful and lots of stuff going on, but that's not a, yeah. I don't know, that, it feels like more of a book yeah. than, a, than a film. Yeah. I feel like a film should, should have more kind of structure than that, more tightness, because you, you could tell his whole story mm. or you could say, right, well, this is the specific story that we want to tell... Of this man's life. Yeah. So we need this, we don't need this, we can spend more time with this, less time with that. Well, or, yeah, or, like, you pick things that represent an aspect of his life. Yeah. Like, more, you know, selectively. Yeah, because you've still you got to tell a story. Play it out. Yeah. You... You, you could still tell a story of, oh, so this is a guy who, you know, as as is here, that he has to kind of, He's got these two mentors in yeah. his life. And what will happen when he makes the decision of which How one he goes he with or whatever yeah. it might be. Or what happens if they fall out. Like, that's a specific story yeah. to tell. And you, it just happens that certain aspects in this real person's life can be used to tell this fictional story that you're yeah. telling. 
Um, and I, yeah, I feel like it didn't really do that. No. For me. I agree. I mean, you've really got to justify your time for three and a half hours. And I'm not sure it necessarily did. I don't think it does at all. I think it um, shows... It's a classic example of a bloated film. Bloated. A modern bloated film. Yeah. And I think that the fact that it was on Netflix gave him more licence. Yeah. Because I imagine it's hard to get people to sit in a cinema for three and a half hours. And I know some people did, but obviously that wasn't the main... No you know, drive behind the film. But, yes, you can be in your pyjamas, but, like, who wants to watch something for three and a half hours? Or, you know, straight. Continuous. It's not even like you have a toilet break. No. Like, if you're binging a series or something. Or, or uh, what's it, when we went, a logical went stopping point. Lawrence of Arabia, that has an, an interval. an intermission, yeah. Like, just, no, it's too long. Yeah. It's too long. And I, that annoys me because I think it's like, it's your job as the director and the editor to tell me what story you want to tell me. Yeah. Not tell me everything you've ever thought, <laughs> like, about this story, you know? You need to, yeah. it's like any piece of art, any work that you do, you edit it down. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, you could write so much about any one subject in the world, mm. but... It needs to be palatable mm. and digestible for the audience, and I don't think this was. No. So that's my rant. Oof. Who was your MVP? Makes it tough, I guess. It does, but I chose Mr. Joe Pesci. Me too! Oh. Um, Little tiny Joe. I think I liked him in this film because I did feel like... It was a little out of character for him. Yeah. Because pre usually he plays like mentalists. Yeah, like fellas and people casino. who like fly off the handle. Yeah. And he wasn't like that. No. Um he still had a kind of foreboding quality to mm. him. But he played a kind of calm presence in all yeah. the madness. Very controlled. Yes. All times. Very kind of on top of things. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought he was, you know. He brought a lot more charm mm. than a lot of other characters yeah. did, um, and he did it did so quietly. Yeah, which in a film full of effing and jeffing <laughs> um, and beating up is is refreshing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought he was great. I thought it was something that yeah, like you say, you haven't really seen from him before, no. which makes it interesting. That I mean, maybe that's why he stepped out for time. It's apparently. Uh, Scorsese had to ask him to do it a lot several times yeah um and maybe it was the idea of like you know you're gonna be doing something this isn't a this isn't a particularly Joe Pesci role but I think you can do it very well and I think he did do it very well he was yeah I think a standout for me and the character that I understood I get him yeah like and he has little moments of like humanity in amongst all the mobsterness yeah um yeah I thought he was really good yeah, I agree. And there's there's not much else that I can really talk about in a positive sense. Oh um, is there anything else that you'd like to discuss in a spoiler-free vibage, or are you keen to get get stuck in? I think let's just get stuck in. Let's just get stuck in. I mean, it's three and a half hours long, so we've got a, we've got. Let's a, learn from them. Yeah. Brevity, Marty. Brevity. Um, if this is where you part with us because you haven't seen it and you don't want it to be spoiled, then thank you very much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Um, and if you have, 
uh, seen the film and you are eager for us to get into spoiler-filled territory, you have only a jingle's worth of time uh, to wait. So, without further ado, let's jingle it up, baby. Jingle, jingle. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy. If you listen any further, we'll watch in the movie. It's spoilers! Jingle over. <laughs> Jingle over. <laughs> Jingle time is done. We are out of the desert of spoiler free and we are deep into the swamp of spoiler filled where we shall be using our patented five point six outcome rating system to delve into the nitty and indeed the gritty of Martin Scorsese's epic The Irishman. Irish. Tiffany B. Yes. Gives a point, will ya? Gives a point, will ya? I remember when all these old men were young men, oh, it did make me feel terrible old. I wish I'd do some of that CG stuff on me, make me look like a young man who still walks like an old man. <laughs> um, well, let's address that. Oh! One. Let's start there. Um, <laughs> let's kick it off, baby. Age adjustment technology isn't what it needs to be. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just, it's not quite there, and it's a little distracting. Um, facially, I thought it was not quite there. There was still something a little yeah, off about the movements weird. of their faces. Um, and it that just, just makes you kind of... And the problem is, you know these people so well. Yeah. So you know their faces. Yeah. And so it's something uncanny about it. Yeah. Because you know what it should be doing. It's not quite doing that. It doesn't look like a younger version. It looks like an alien version. Yeah, because it just kind of t- took away their wrinkles yeah which doesn't make them look like a young person no. especially and i th- i think as often on flicks um when we're criticizing something we like to compare it to the marvel cinematic universe and the do mcu we? well i do yeah, certainly sure. um the mcu i think for me has done the best de-aging technology yeah um really really but good not perfect still not perfect no um although sam jackson and captain marvel was pretty stellar and he was in it for the whole film yeah and yeah that's true i mean he still I didn't remember noticing definitely him, doesn't really. look like in his 60s yeah. so it helps but anyway um but i feel like like for instance uh michael douglas and kurt russell when yes. they've done it on them they it's like they take over their whole face like with um what's his name in rogue one that when they make him look like peter cushing yeah peter cushing yeah peter yeah. cushing um, or in Tron Legacy, where they make whoever it is look like a young Jeff yeah. Bridges. Yeah. They're covering up their whole face. So yeah. it could be anybody technically under yeah. there. It just makes it easier because it is actually the person. And they're putting on the fake face of somebody that we know because we know what Robert De Niro looks like yeah. when he's in his 30s because we saw Robert De Niro in films when he was in his 30s. Yeah. But just, like you say, taking what he actually looks like today and just smoothing his skin out doesn't work doesn't work no it doesn't work no and it yeah i th- thought it was distracting at times yeah um and then the worst almost laughable part of it i really think <laughs> like was 
God bless them. They're old men. <laughs> yeah. And they do not move like young men anymore. They do not. And there are some fighting scenes which are... I mean, notably... Almost like the Dolomite is my name <laughs> film that we watched yesterday, of, like, these men are throwing themselves around. Like, Robert De Niro is, like, lifting up his little old leg. And, <laughs> and you know, a man's throwing himself, Stunt like, man's... 60 yards yeah. across the... And you, you think, no, come on now. Yeah. Like, it's not working. No. Use a stunt double. Do yeah. something else. Like, this is not... It, it's not expected to work. You don't... No. When you have fight scenes for 20-year-olds, do you get 68-year-olds <laughs> or do you get 20-year-olds? Like, you know? I you, think... Well, in fact, you don't even get 20-year-olds. You get professional stunt yeah. 20-year-olds. Yeah. Um, I think it's... Because it we read um, in, like, the trivia or something that Martin Scorsese was very adamant. He's like, I don't want any doubles. I don't want any stand-ins. I don't want any... I think, why not? Stupid. Stupid, because he... But you are going to use substandard CGI. Yeah. Like... It's, yeah, that one where he drags the guy out of the shop after he hits the guy. Yeah. Does he hit the girl? He hits the No. Uh, Or he shouts at the... I can't remember. Whatever. He does something, yeah. Does something to her, and then he goes around and he kicks the shit out of him. Um, he, he just looks like an old He's man. He's an old man, yeah. Re- he moves like an old man. It reminded slowly. me of um, in professional wrestling when, like, Hulk yeah. Hogan comes back. Yeah. And these young... He's just standing in the middle of the yeah. ring and all these young guys are, like, just throwing themselves yeah. onto yeah. the floor it's around like a circus him. or yeah. something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the Chinese state circus. They're all doing backflips because yeah. he's, like, pushed them a little yeah. bit. But just, yeah, on. silly. Yeah. Silly. And, I mean, frankly, what on earth would you expect? Yeah. Of course he doesn't. Even walking, like, forget the fight scenes. I think that was clearly a bad move. Yeah. Like, get a young man to yeah. fight like a young man. Yeah. Or even a middle-aged man. Like, this yeah. is an old man. <laughs> yeah. Um, But the even the walking. Yeah. It's old men, like, shuffle along. Yeah. Shuffle, shuffle their weight from side to side. They walk differently and it's really noticeable. Yeah. Like, he's meant to be, what, 20s, 30 maybe. And he walks, is shuffling along. Yeah. And how, why on earth it was so important to have Robert De Niro walking, yeah. especially when some of the scenes were like from behind. <laughs> Just get someone else. Yeah. Like, it feels like the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Isn't that like movie making 101? Yeah. Like, this is an easy way to achieve this effect. It doesn't have to be the truth. It's yeah. movie magic. Exactly, yeah. So even down to that, it yeah. was just, it was not, you were not fooling anyone. No. I think that the dialogue scenes, you get away with it because <laughs> I feel like in the era that it was set in, men kind of looked the same. Like, you see pictures of men in their 30s and they look like men in their 50s. Do like they look like with their hair scraped back and the clothes that they wear, they all look older than they yeah, are. Yeah, maybe. Think. And so I think they got away with it. I, I have no idea how old he was, really at any mm. point in this film. Robert De Niro's character. No. Yeah. How old is he supposed true. to be? Is he supposed to be in his late twenties? Is he supposed to be in his early forties? In his fifties, when he first comes in, like twenties. That's crazy. Which is, let's just think about that, like for a second. <laughs> he's meant to be in his twenties. He's like forty years older than that. He's two times that age, yeah. like plus two times yeah. that age. His grandchildren are probably around that age. Exactly. It's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. It just it's a stupid idea. 
Like, it sounds like something someone would say, you know, as a money-saving scheme. And everyone would say, oh, don't be ridiculous, we can't do that. But we're not say, saving money, we're just spunking it all over the place. Yeah. But apparently not on a different man walking along. Yeah. Like, but they can... that cost you like a fiver. <laughs> Get a homeless guy, <laughs> pop a wig on it, it was fine. They, and they even apparently got like a kind of a, a movement coach on, oh, really? on set to but like, right, so in this expect. one you're supposed to be this. But what it, I think what it comes down to, and I feel like this is a lot in these kind of films where you see older actors, very respected actors, yeah, making doing things that don't make sense, really. Yeah. And I think it's just people not, people being afraid to say, Bob, you look like an old man. Yeah. Like, if it's my job to try and make you look not like an old yeah. man, so you need to do something different. But then that's the director's job. Like, yeah. that's your job as a filmmaker. Like, you don't have to hurt anyone's feelings, but you do have to make a good film. And I can't imagine that Robert De Niro is going to be offended where if you say to him, you don't move like a 20-year-old man. Yeah. Is he, like... Really? Is he going to kick up a fuss? I'll try my bloody hardest. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's my I, I think you could be right, but I think that's crazy. It's a stupid so. reason, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, CG is weird was one of my points as well, so I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Okay. Just silly. Just silly. Yeah. Let's... Let's be. Let's all be better, shall we? Like let's. <laughs> let's just... all let's all hold hands and yeah. make a commitment to just be better moving forward. Yes. And not be afraid of using movement doubles. Like you can eat, if you're spending all this money, just get someone else and put Robert De Niro's face on yeah, them. Which I'm sure you could do. Easy. Like, and you don't need him moving around. No. As an sixty whatever year old yeah. man he is, it doesn't make any. It all it does is jar with yeah. the situation he's meant to be this kind of big time violent kind of you know mm. formidable character yeah and yet i could beat him up mm. like you know by running away from yeah him. Run Jogging circles from around him because he's it's an old man kick him in his leg he's down yeah. Not that I want to, for the record, I'd like to add. But this just is just devolved into I you, could. you calling out Robert De Niro. <laughs> no, I don't. Come on then, you old fuck. No, I would never do that. Just like I would never invite him to fight as a 20-year-old. <laughs> but anyway, another point I think we will agree on is it was too long. Too long, you say? Three and a half hours, was it? Three and a half hours long. Yeah, too long. I knew it was too long before I even watched it because that is too long, just objectively. For a film that isn't like, yeah, like you say, a miniseries. Yeah. And if you want to do it as a miniseries, do it as a miniseries. You're on Netflix. Fuck yeah, it. exactly. Absolutely. You're not going to hurt yourself at all. Opportunity to do so. Yeah. But yeah, too long for me. Three hours and, and 29 minutes. Yeah. Without enough substance, and yeah. you really have to have substance for three yeah. and a half hours. Like, you really, really do. Mm. Every scene has to count, in my eyes. And I didn't think this that was the case. I thought it cut, It took a while to get going for me, mm-hmm. which is unforgivable in a three and a half hour yeah. film. You need to dive right in. Come on, yeah. like, I need to know what's what. And then the end was... Not very good. And then the middle was all very meandery. So, I don't know. I just felt like it was too long and it didn't use its time well. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand what why you used the kind of the framing device of them driving somewhere with the women. 
I don't understand what the point of that was to, to have yeah. that be the main thing. Because where were they driving in the end? I can't remember at what point the past kind of caught up with the present, if you see what Isn't I mean. Isn't that when he's going to meet with those guys and then they tell him to go kill... Jimmy Hoffa? Yeah. I guess. Isn't it? But it just seems weird. Like, it seems a very yeah. arbitrary point yeah. to say, oh, yeah, we're going to watch all this yeah. you driving in a car with two women who want to smoke. Yeah, it, yeah, I couldn't that? tell you what the significance of that yeah. was. No, I don't know. Just a couple of old boys in a car. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was one of my points as well. Um, uh, I just wrote so fucking long and unfocused. Yeah. So much of it was just, oh, and then this happened in his life. Yeah. But do we need to see that? What does that mean? Do we need to, yeah, what, how does that contribute to the specific thing that we're doing? Because yeah. it just... Like you say, it, it it feels insulting. It feels like you don't value my time at all yeah. as as an audience member. Yeah. It seems like you just, well, we've got to put down everything that ever happened yeah. to this guy. Too long. Just too long. Come yeah. on. Three and a half hours. Because if, if, no. the, if the story that you're telling, like we say, is him having to choose between yeah. Al Pacino and um, Joe Pesci, ultimately. Yeah. As like, these are his two, like godfathers and he needs to choose between the two of them yeah then everything needs to be about that mm. and there's so much of it there isn't mm. so much of it there's just this kind of meandery well i thought it was like yeah m- maybe more about his journey to becoming a gangster yeah you know, in that kind of good yeah. way of and now like... he's the the head yeah the head guy but then it kind of well, that doesn't happen. No. And there's no kind of one big incident, really, no. that this is leading to. Yeah. I guess you could say it's him killing Al Pacino. Yeah. But he does that so quickly. Yeah. That that can't be it. And I feel like it's not like... Yeah, that doesn't mean that he's any further... It doesn't mean he's like the big guy. No, it just Because all the he's... way through, he's just... I mean, we're going to get onto to another point, but yeah. like, he's just doing stuff that other people tell him to do. Yeah. He's, he never seems to be the decision maker. and But, yeah, there's just so much of it. And and, and at the end, obviously, you get the, the kind of sense that he's have, had some regrets and he, you know, is starting to question things. Yeah. But then if that's the story that you're doing... Yeah. Then again, yeah. like, really... Spend more time there. Focus on... Yeah. What do we need to tell that story? Because it just seems like the story they're telling is a man's life story. And that's yes. not interesting. No, not... Or it's interesting. I mean, it can be, it can depending be on how you structure it. Absolutely. In, like, like, a book form or whatever, that could be interesting because you're learning about everything yeah. that happened to this person's life. But for a film... Yeah. That should be a story. Yeah. But this is this man's story. This and is... this is, you know, where we leave him. Yeah. And that's the point. Yeah. Or well, there's some point. This is where we begin. This is where we end. Yeah. Um, it's it's the old screenwriting thing of, of for every scene or every dialogue scene you should come in late and you should leave early yeah because there's bits that you don't need yeah and i feel like this is we came early and we left left, yeah when the restaurant were flicking the lights on and off and tell us please can you just leave (laughs) you don't have to go home but you can't stay here um yeah just so unfocused yeah so long just so long give me my life back. i'm just glad i was on my sofa oh yeah because oh yeah no if we'd gone to the cinema to see this I, I feel like this as we as we felt with Roma. 
That was the Netflix one last oh, year. Yeah. It's like, oh no, but you must go to the cinema. You must go to the cinema to watch this. And we watched it at home. And if I'd gone to the cinema to watch that, I'd have been livid walking yeah. home. Yeah. I may have I may have mugged somebody. Wow. Just to get that rage out. Martin! What are you doing to me, Marty? Give my life back. Um, okay, moving on. Um, we've kind of touched on this already, but um, Joe Pesci as a positive. Yes. Um, yeah, I've already kind of summarised my feelings, but I felt like he was a, a nice, calm presence. Yeah. Um, especially relatively. Mm. I don't doubt that gangsters are very loud gregarious people I'm sure that there's you know kind of some similarity between those personality traits and those needed of the gangster or whatever but I just felt he was so refreshing compared to all of those those kind of shouting men yeah like anytime you're playing against Al Pacino if you can be nice and small big (laughs) isn't he I find him a bit exhausting and also kind of ridiculous yeah he's almost like a a clown like (laughs) you know he's so dialed up that you're like he's 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 very like theatrical i imagine you know when you're on the on the stage i feel like you have to be big yeah broad with your movements and your voice and blah 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 and you're very notable because you're acting this way and Mm. he's like that on film (laughs) it's almost so he seems like larger than life in a kind of strange way. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it anyone like this? <laughs> um, yeah, so he, yeah, he definitely plays, uh, yeah, a kind of different type of character. And in fairness, he's watchable. Yeah. If a little bizarre. Mm. Um, but Joe Pesci just, I liked his presence. Yeah. And why on earth, in the end, he kind of chooses Al Pacino's ca- character? Because he kind of does. Because they have that big toast thing for yeah. him and his life. Yeah. And he asks Al Pacino to be his, you know, speaker. Yeah. And I thought that's weird. That doesn't fit. Because mm. all the way through, Joe Pesci, like from your kind yeah. of infancy as a gangster, mm. has been your mentor yeah. and your support. And you're, you know, going on this long drive at the end with him. Mm. It all seems to point towards them having a very close relationship. Yeah. And then... It's just this weird Al Pacino bit. Anyway, I'm getting completely off on the tangent. Um, My point was... Al Pacino is a fucking clown. No. Him and and De Niro, I could have both of them. Fuck them. My point was none of that. My point was simply that I thought Joe Pesci was very good. Yes. And he was a breath of quiet, fresh air (laughs) in amongst a loud gangster film. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, like I say, I really like the uh, the quietness of him and the fact that he's so small. Yes, just adds he is to very it. Small. Is it's small in that way that's a bit suspicious? And you think, well, he wouldn't be able to be this high up, yeah. this powerful, yeah. being that if small he like, if he wasn't terrified. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if he wouldn't murder his own mum. And I, yeah, so I think he's he was he was scarier than anybody yeah. in the film. Despite yeah. the fact that he's very quiet and he's very controlled, like measured, and he's very, yeah. yeah, and like Harvey Keitel's supposed to be, you know, higher up the ranks than him, I guess. Don't know, yeah. Because there was that bit where he was going to blow up the thing, and then Keitel was like, "No, oh, actually, yeah. that's my. I yes. own that." And yeah. Pesci had to kind of talk his way out of yes. it. Yes. 
but yeah, I, I nobody was scarier than Pesh, yeah. as I call him. Um, as you should. It's, it's just it's what his mates call him. Um, yeah, I thought he was really yeah, just quiet and controlled, and really. Yeah, yeah, you got a, a, a sense that of a real a real person. Yeah, him, believable yeah. in that role, I think. Very believable. Yeah, you imagine you'd have to be very yeah together mm. to really kind of doesn't often get be in charge up. for that long. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought he was really good and kind of a standout. Yeah, and even in that car scene. Yeah. Uh, all those car scenes with the wife, and she he's like, you can't smoke in here. Yeah. And then she starts smoking. I can't remember what happens after that. But then you just remember a thinking, smash cut of like they're pulled over. And, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I just think, oh God, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't smoke. No, 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 no. Like, you know, you think, oh, I don't want to see you get your face smashed in. Yeah. Please don't do that. Um, Which very well could happen. Yeah. And you've yeah. seen no evidence of it. No. But just him but like, you know. no, you can't smoke. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. And her just, yeah. Anyway, that kind of thing mm. is very kind of subtle yeah. threat yeah, or threatening mm. behaviour. Um, yeah, so I liked that. I felt more developed as a character, mm. not so easy and like clown-like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. as with uh, Pacino and Stephen Graham as well to an extent. Who is that? The, the other, the guy who's like late and shows up oh, for a no, business Oh, no, I liked him. Yeah, Did was, you think he was too much? No, I thought he was good, but just like but, Pesci's a, a definite contrast. Oh, yeah, yeah. To him. Yeah. He's like, because it felt, and especially in that meeting, yeah. I quite liked it because you've got the two guys who are powerful yeah. and they're just kicking off at anything because they're mental and then they've both got their little buddy next to them yeah. going, well, no, now let's just... He's got a point. To be fair, let's all just late. calm down. And, yeah. <laughs> um, whereas, yeah, Pesci, Pesci is... The guy in charge and his own calm guy. Yes. <laughs> All rolled into one. He doesn't need one. All rolled into a tiny little handbag-sized package. Oh, Peggy. Um So that was okay. one of my points as well. Gosh, wow. we're being really boring here. We're we just are. picking the same point. Shall we try and diversify now? Just, I think you'll probably have this there up. as well. Oh, God. Um, okay, so I think I hinted at this at the beginning, but I think... This film uh, did a bad job of making this character interesting <laughs> enough for me. Yeah. Um, like, he doesn't have enough development. No. He is the go-between guy or the, you know, the babysitter type guy. Mm. And, like, that's fine. That is interesting or it could be interesting. But I just found it... Like, what was the point of his story? Mm. Like, I didn't get a sense of who he was. No. Whether he enjoyed this or didn't enjoy it or felt like he had to do it or anything really, you know? Mm. And at the end, it's like, yeah, he's an old man. And I think that's an interesting angle for a gangster film is like, what happens if you don't go out in a blaze of glory Mm. or whatever, blaze of fire and, you know, through some crazy thing? Mm. Because they had that thing, didn't they, of every gangster you saw who's like shot 10 times in the head and you know threw himself off a building or yeah. whatever and he didn't yeah you know so by contrast that's probably interesting mm. and yet by the time you get there he's just a frail old man and that's all there is to say yeah well that's all that's being said and he regrets his some of his decisions but it just seems yeah yeah and then he yeah so i just i didn't like I think liked, he I was i liked his little um who makes that phone call 
I like that little What's line that? at the end when he's kind of breaking down in, with the priest. Oh, yeah. And he's sad and he's like, who makes that phone call? Yeah. Like, calling up his wife after yeah. he knows it. Yeah. So yeah. that was nice. Yeah. I, just, I think they could have done more with that. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, he's a very quiet, very staid kind of guy. Very um, obedient. Not, not that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't pave his own way. No. He's just a pawn in this mm. in other people's game. Yeah. Who let's talk to them then. Let's mm. <laughs> let's hear from them. Yeah. I don't think it did a good job no. of that, of making him interesting enough. And what they could have done is used him as a vehicle mm. to say, Oh, like this is the inside track on mm. these particular characters yeah. and what they were really like or something. Mm. But I felt like he didn't do that very no. well either. It's so, very clear that he's the main character, yeah. but he's not very interesting. No. As a, a lot of a lot of screenwriting books and 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 screenwriting advice talks about characters uh, having to be like not being passive. Yeah. Oh, this character's too passive. They're just kind of being carried along by the story. Yeah. But that was him. Oh yeah, hundred percent. A lot of a lot of times you read that you you know who a character is by the choices they make. Yeah. Like a lot of the time, especially at the beginning of a film, yeah. a character will be put in a situation like, I don't know, what's an example? Like Ray at the beginning of Force Awakens. Yeah. So she's in the desert and she's blah, blah, blah. And then she the, she finds the droid and then she can sell, the, she droid can sell the droid to get all of this food that she's really desperate for and she's really poor. But she makes the choice, no, I'm not going to do that. Because the droid isn't mine. Yeah. And that informed her, that's a real big thing of like, right. This I, is her character. This is who she is. She yeah. has morals and she's, you know. Because other characters might have gone in the other way. Yeah. And you'd understand something about them as well. But here, it's like he's following orders, he's following orders, he's following orders, he's following orders. Then one of his orders is to kill his mate. He still follows And orders. so he just follows orders. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. And you get the sense that if... Al Pacino had told him to murder someone else. Yeah. He probably would have murdered that yeah. other person. And maybe that was the point, like, that he was so loyal. But you didn't get that even, no. you know? The, and, and what was he loyal to, ultimately? Yeah. I don't really... Like, because, like you say, it seems like he loves Al Pacino. Mm. Like, he loves him. He's yeah. his best friend. Like, I think he says to him, you're my best friend. Yeah. Or, like, you know... And they have I love their little Morecambe and Wise bit yeah. where they're in their old man pyjamas yeah. and sitting in the bed next, yeah. beds next to each other. Then he kills him. Because Joe Pesci, who you also believe that he has a you know quite close relationship with, tells him to. But So what? what's the loyalty here? Yeah. To either of them? Just yeah. who asked first? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, very confusing. That's not a, that's not a dynamic, interesting Yeah, character. he doesn't even have an interesting personal life. No. He has that wife with kids, and then there's this whole daughter thing, which I'll get onto. But um, <laughs> it just never amounts to anything. No. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. Don't I, don't, I still don't know. No. Three and a half fucking hours <laughs> later, I still don't know. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, well, that was one of my points. Oh, dear. Um, so we're, we're four to... for four at the moment. I think we're going to diverge with this last one. Okay, go on then. And you go first. And so it kind of, and it kind of spills out of that one. So I'm going to go with my, my last point, which is uh, it's unclear what's happening and why. And part of it, I think, is down to his character. Yeah. But part of it is just down to the kind of that gangstery, macho-y world. Yeah. 
that, like you say, you don't know how he feels about things because he won't tell anybody. Yeah. Because he's a tough dude and he can't say, actually, I'm... I'll be, on, I'll be honest with you, Joe. I'm really scared of this. I'm feeling really insecure. I think my hair looks stupid. Like, you don't get any of that because he's so, like, well, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to be Robert De Niro and grimace at everything. Mm-hmm. And that's fine to a degree, but you need some outlet then. Like, in Taxi Driver, at least, he's got his diary. So you, he's not going to tell yeah, someone else what he, hear, how he yeah. feels, but you hear how he feels. Yeah. That's what a film can do. Um, and I feel like that was the case with a lot of the a lot of the actions in the film. Yeah. That they're so gangstery and I guess careful about because they don't know who's bugging them or whatever. Yeah. They don't know who's listening yeah. into their conversations. So they can't actually say what yes, they're saying. That's true, yeah. And so so many times they would have they would apparently come to some agreement and I'd have no idea what they'd yeah. agreed. Because it's like, so you're gonna do this? Do you really think I need to do this? Yeah, we're going to do this. Right, I'm going to do this. What are you going to do? I don't understand. Let me know. It's so, like, closeted and so kind of vague. And, yeah, everything's alluded to, but nothing said outright. Yeah. And for three and a half hours, it just got so... Like, when he he gets on the plane, he gives Joe Pesci his sunglasses, and, and he gets on the plane... And he flies to Al Pacino's oh, yeah. and he picks him up with the thing. I have no idea. And this is like a big monumental yeah. thing because this is him saying, okay, I'm going to go and kill, kill my, my friend. friend Al Pacino. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So I'm like, well, but and you haven't he, said anything. Does he say, like, it needs to be done? It needs to be done. Or yeah, something it, like this. It, it's so many of these yeah. vague phrases. You're going to do this. This needs to be done. Do you think I should do it's this? This is the way it is. It's, the way like it is. it's yeah. got to be done. You're going to do this. All just. <laughs> Just say specifically, are you going to kill Jimmy Hoffa? I really think you should because these people are breathing down my neck. And if you don't kill him, these people are going to kill you. And I'm like, right, I know what the stakes are Or like you say, they have this very, you know, limited conversation. And then you use narrative to say... Absolutely, something. So... To summarise for you guys, (laughs) (laughs) what we just discussed was... You know. And he's narrating it as yeah. an old man. And it could be that as an old man, he was a lot more open with these kind yeah. of things. Except yeah. Because you don't, they don't even establish who he's talking to, do they? He just kind of sits down and starts Isn't talking a to character. Is he? I don't remember I don't ever know. seeing a reporter. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. I'm not sure. Very strange. Yeah. So you could have him say... I mean, that seemed like the perfect device. Absolutely. Of him talking about his life, reflecting yeah. on his life. Like, okay, you know, you don't have to be as kind of openly explanatory as mm. I suggested, but yeah. some kind of, this was Give really big, or I really didn't want to do it, yeah. or I felt like I had no choice because of whatever. Yeah. Like, so we have mu- no idea of the consequences, no. really. Or the the decision that's being made. So again, you just seem like a lapdog. Yeah. Go do this. Okay. Yeah. Go do this. Okay. Don't do that. Okay. Just sit silently like, until it happens. Then quickly shoot someone in the yes. head and then go home again. Yeah. But how do you feel about that, Bob? I don't know. Yeah. I was told that, to do it, so I'm going to do it. It's not an emotional scene. No. Because it's like he's a robot. Mm. Like he says that he, you know, esteems this guy. Yeah. But you don't really see it or feel it. And it must have been really tough. Yeah. It must have been really tough. Yeah. But 
I mean, if that you don't is show me, like a pivotal moment in the film. That's the whole film. Yeah. Him making the decision to shoot Kill his, friend. his friend, even though he, just because he's been told and he, he knows that he kind of has to, or he's pressured to do it or whatever. Yeah. Whatever which, reason again, he chooses know. to do, which we don't know. That's like a huge thing. Yeah. But it just felt so, oh. Oh. Okay. And now he's dead. Okay. Moving on. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was shocked. I thought they're going to have a conversation. Yeah. There's going to be some pleading here, or discussion, mm. or negotiation, or something. Yeah. And it's just nope, dead. Okay. I'm off. I'm running away. Bye. Yeah. Back on the plane. Get on the plane. Off we go. Here's my sunglasses. Let's just drive off in silence without saying anything. Is it done? Yeah, it's done. Oh, so you're talking about <laughs> killing? Yeah, right. Cool. Um, yeah, just so vague, very unclear. Yeah. Um, kind of assumed a, a, a level of understanding that I just didn't have. And whether that's my fault or whether that's anyone else's fault, I don't know, but that's that's what I felt. Yeah. Very, very, um, like I was kind of only catching half of the conversation. Yeah. Yes, I would agree with you. You don't felt like, I don't know if this is gangster speak yeah. or what. So where are they not... driving now? Yeah. What are they going to do? They're yeah. going to do it and it needs to be done, but I don't know where it is. Yes, I agree. Um, but uh, that is not my last point. Yes, we did we it, babe. We have a different point. We got a different point. Um, mine is uh, the scenes with the daughter. Daughter. And the reason is that these are negative is not because I didn't like them. No. But because they amount to nothing. <laughs> like, they invest in this story of, of the daughter, you know, growing up and being kind of, you know... Um, scared of her dad or disapproving of what her dad does yeah. not, you know intimidated uh, exactly and and not liking al pacino feeling very scared of him or liking al pacino and not liking joe pesci oh sorry yes that way around yeah and so you think oh so he she's developing a relationship with al pacino that's going to amount to something yeah you know he's going to have to make she's going to have to make a choice and or something you know yeah something's going to happen here and she's going to step in or she's going to grass him up or she's going to do something. Yeah. And absolutely nothing happens. <laughs> Apart from that at the end, he tries to go to see her as an old man. Yeah. And she doesn't want to know. Yeah. And that is it. And I thought as soon as Anna Paquin comes in, I'm like, right. Yeah. Here's where we address Something's going to happen. They brought in an Oscar winner. Yeah. To do something, surely. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Which I do think, you know, not to get on my feminist high horse, but I'm always on it. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) is. You have saddle sore from your feminist horse. (laughs) Tell a story about men, tell a story about women. You don't have to do both all the time. But there were just women in here with absolutely nothing to do. Yeah. And like the daughter is a perfect example of this. Yeah. Of like, she seems like she has some role to play, but then she doesn't. And, and she... like the two wives at the beginning, seems like maybe they'll have something to do, yeah. but they don't. Like, seems like when he falls in love with her as a waitress, something will come of that, yeah. but it doesn't. Yeah. Like, just don't bother with them then. Yeah. Why are you wasting time with these because characters they... that you have no interest in developing? And it's frustrating because they do have interest in stories. Yeah. What's it like being the daughter of someone that you're pretty sure 
is some kind of mob guy and has done some terrible things yeah. in his life, yeah. but he would never share them with you. How does that yeah. affect your relationship with him? What's it like when somebody just quickly, apparently, you know, the father of your kids falls out of love with you and shacks up with another woman? How yeah. does that feel? Yeah. How does it feel... Being the other woman. Being the other and woman. And they had, like, they had scenes where they were all together. Yeah. All the wives get on, so it's fine. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. But that seems like unusual let's yeah. think about that um and i guess the point of the daughter thing is that she never speaks to him again because she su suspects that he killed al pacino yeah. but like why are we focusing so much time on it when it that's relatively incidental yeah. he doesn't seem to give a shit about his daughter really no. it's not like you know he really loved her and this yeah. this her not talking to him broke his heart yeah it seemed like they were always distant yeah and so i just think that's like it's kind of a implication for the whole film. But the question I had often is, why are we watching this and what is the significance of it? Yeah. And the daughter scenes were just a complete, a great example of that. Mm. Of just, this is happening, it seems like it might be important, but it's not. Yeah. Moving on to the next thing that might be important. Yeah. But it's not. It just... It's uh, it's Itchy and Scratchy in the Fireworks Factory again, where there's an episode where they're just driving towards this fire fireworks factory. It's like Fireworks Factory, two miles. Fireworks Factory, one mile. And then they meet this other guy, and then they just drive past the Fireworks Factory. And like, yeah. sorry, will we not go into yeah. the Fireworks Factory What's that here? got to do yeah. with anything? Yeah. If you're going to set this thing up, you need to pay off. Yes. And so it seems like, especially the, the kid sections, the only reason she is there as a kid is just to inform some things about how different Joe Pesci is to yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah. That's it. So she's the only reason for her being there is for us to learn a little bit more about yeah. these men. It's like, but there's interesting stuff going on with yeah. her, surely. Not that we want to make it any longer than it is. but Yeah, exactly. But and then, and then that, that could have been an interesting thing if the whole film is the relationship between her and her dad. Yeah. And how that's framed and she sees him involved with all these people and, yeah. you know, some of them she warms to, some of them she doesn't. And then, he, you know, she suspects that he murders the one that she likes the most and how does that affect them? Yeah. But no, she's just yeah, this just kind of... without consequence, yeah. I feel. Um, and I feel like that had legs for me. Mm. I would have been interested in that story. Yeah. There were a lot of pieces of stories in there that I thought could be interesting. Yeah. But none of them were told well. No. And all of them were told together. Yeah. So yeah, they're... so that's all my points. <sighs> I will say an honourable mention okay. is I do think that these kind of films, and this film had it as well, have an inherent humour to the ridiculousness of some of the yeah. some of the situations they're in. Yeah. Some of the conversations they have. Mm. Um so I, I liked some of those. And I do feel like the, in, in the, several of the, the Scorsese films that we've watched, I think he's, if he did a comedy, yeah, it would, it would be, be very good. good. I think yeah. he's very adept at finding those little funny moments in, in yeah. things, especially if it's in a wider context that isn't funny, Yeah, finding the little humour within it. Um, yeah, and like you say, I, I think, you know, maybe our marks, it's a one out of five for you, isn't it? Yes. Um, and it's a one out of five for me, and I think maybe... I mean, obviously, people are shitting themselves over it. They're saying it's so people good. People love it, yeah. Um, and so one out of five probably seems a little harsh, but I think whilst there are bits in the film that are enjoyable, 
And I, yeah, I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, was this a one out of five? And there's, there have been certain films that have come out that are generally adored that I didn't like at all. Yeah. And I've given one out of five to. And I feel like if during a, during the watching of a film, I feel genuinely annoyed Mm. with the film. Yeah. I don't know that I can give it much more than that. Yeah. I, that's not an emotion that a film... Sh- and not annoyed in a, oh, this the injustice that this is portraying, is it? But just, like, annoyed at the actual makers of the film. yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Um, I can't, yeah. I can't in good conscience. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I do think one out of five is harsh, and I've also given that. But, um, yeah, there was just such... So many fundamental problems with it. Yeah. That the little pieces that were good... Yeah were just that were Washed like away. you know seasoning <laughs> on a dry piece of overcooked meat oh jesus and pacino's a clown <laughs> what i think that's a good me- it's metaphor it's a, a very good metaphor it's a very good metaphor um yeah Oof. seasoning on an overcooked piece of meat yes. so what were your points in the end my points were negative, too long, negative, main character, no development, negative, old man, looking like a young man, uh, or rather the other way around, yeah. um, positive, Joe Pesci, and negative, daughter character. Daughter. Uh, yes, for me, uh, largely similar, um, positive, Mr. Joseph Pesci, or Giuseppe Pesci, or whatever his name would be, um... Negative, so fucking long and unfocused. Negative, unclear what's happening and why. Negative, the CG is weird. And negative, a boring central character. I mean, in, when you mm. read all the points out in quick yeah. succession, that's, that, maybe well, that's not and too And we got the same ones. Yeah. Which suggests they are fundamental yeah. kind of issues with the film for us. Yeah. So we're not wrong, guys. We're probably wrong. We're probably wrong. Um... But that was wonderful. Thank you very much for um, discussing this with me, Tiffany. You're really, I appreciate welcome. that, and for sitting through the three and a half hours of the film. Which were we not? You are gonna not be, welcome. Were we not going to be doing a thing like this? I doubt you would have done. No. 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 It's a three Never and a half again. hours. Nah. Never again. Nah. Three hours or more. No. No way, baby. Um, and thank you for for listening to this uh, um, long rant <laughs> against a very well-regarded film. Um, that was our spoiler-filled review of The Irishman, Tiffany V. What did we learn? Um, well, we learned that Robert De Niro is older than he was. <laughs> he is no gangster now, my friend. No, no, he um, is an old boy. Yes. And getting back a little bit to the thing, like, to show how bad the cg was at no point because bobby cannavale was in it a little bit at the beginning with a ridiculous hairline yeah at no point did i believe or will i believe that he is was older than de niro's character at that point yes at no point yes yeah that did not come across not at all no he, he doesn't come across as young ever he's the youngest at a push like 45 (laughs) like seriously like come on 
It's the way he moves. Yeah. He moves like an old man because, because he's an he old is man. an old man. Like, <laughs> and that's fine. That's wonderful. We love you, Bobby. Embrace but, it, Bob. Jeez. Cheers. Cheers.